0: Welcome to the St. George's Leads Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the talk. amazing if you want to whack out your bibles if not it will be on the screen so never fear um i'm going to read psalm 143 which says lord hear my prayer listen to my cry for mercy in your faithfulness and righteousness come to my relief Do not bring your servants into judgment, for no one living is righteous before you. The enemy pursues me, he crushes me to the ground, he makes me dwell in the darkness like those long dead. So my spirit grows faint within me, my heart within me is dismayed. I remember the days of long ago, I meditate on all your works and consider what you have done. I spread out my hands to you, I thirst for you like a parched land." Answer answer me quickly, Lord, my spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I will be like those who go down to the pit. Let the morning bring me words of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord, for I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground, for your name'sake, Lord. Preserve my life in your righteousness, bring me out of trouble. In your unfailing love, silence my enemies, destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. Do not hide your face from me, or I will be like those who go down to the pit. That's verse 7. And so when I was asked to do this squad preach, I knew exactly what I wanted to do it on. Uh, the pit has been something I have reflected a lot on in the past year, and I thought it was really important to talk about. But I was really surprised, nay, a little bit nervous, when friends and family asked me, oh, great, you're doing a squad preach, so what, what are you going to do it on? And I'd go, oh, well, you know, I think I'm going to do it on the pit. And it's not very encouraging when your father, who has been a vicar for 30 years, years goes oh or your brother who's wanting to be a vicar goes what's the pit a little bit nerve wracking i'm not gonna lie but i've decided to stick to my guns and go with it um so and i find it really interesting to be honest that a lot of people's responses is what's the pit or i don't know a lot about the pit because actually it's a really huge part of life we just don't realize and i thought that was really important to talk about tonight So in the Bible, the pit is referred to 80 times, the most being Psalms and then Ezekiel. For example, Psalm 35 verse 7, Without cause they dug a pit for my soul. Psalm 40 verse 2, He brought me up out of the pit of destruction. Psalm 28 verse 1, For if you are silent to me, I will be like those who go down to the pit. According to Bible study skills, the pit is a metaphor for death, a place of destruction and fear and darkness. And interestingly, Bible study skills also refers to it as a place where you are forgotten by God. I think that the pit is ever all-consuming. I think it manifests into anxiety, despair, hopelessness, a vacant void which feels inescapable. We might find ourselves in the pit after the loss of a loved one, hardship at work, financial struggles, just to name a few. The pit is a dark place and you can feel vulnerable and open to the elements on all sides. And I think that for the majority of the time, it can also feel like a place where you were forgotten by God. But I think that as human beings, one of our detrimental flaws as broken people is believing that Jesus only exists in the joy and the happiness, the light things of life. But I want to challenge you all because, yes, and when I wrote this, I want to point it down. I actually did brackets, exclamation points, so that's how much I mean this, yes. Jesus absolutely lives in the joy. He is joy, he is light, and he is happiness. But I think that Jesus thrives in the darkness. Jesus thrives in the pit. In John 1, verses four and five, it says, "'In him was life, and that life was the light "'of all mankind.'" The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Psalm 139, verse 11, For even darkness is light to you. Micah, chapter 7, verse 8, Though I sit in the darkness, the Lord will be my light. Psalm 18, verse 28, You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. We put so much emphasis on the power of darkness that we neglect to comprehend just how big Jesus' light is. Darkness has not and cannot overcome it. And one of the most beautiful ways Jesus thrives in the pit is in seizing back control of our lives if we let him. You see, even when it feels that God isn't near, he is working all things for our good. He is pruning us, he is refining us, creating a new work in us that we will come out of the pit uh, with a renewed sense of purpose, a growth in maturity and wisdom, a discovery of God's character. There are so many blessings and transformations that Jesus will and wants to do whilst we are in the pit. And in the process, he is trampling out death. He is roaring through the darkness, making a path of life and joy and love for us. And that is not to say that the pit is not hard and challenging. It sucks. Nor are we not to come before God with our wrestling and our lament. He encourages it. I love the book of Job because I think it's so brutally honest. Here is a man who spends most of his time in the pits, wrestling with why God would let the unimaginable happen, why he would leave him, how long he must suffer for. But first of all, God never left him. And I love the way in which Job, despite his lament, is constantly drawn back to the truth of God's character. And second of all, God changes and transforms Job throughout the book, revealing to him the true nature of his character and bringing Job out of the pit. The blessings Job receives for persevering through the pit are revealed in the epilogue, chapter 42, verses 10 and 12, sum it up best. After Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. Through both Job and God's commitment to one another, God flourished in Job's pit and brought him out with double blessings. And I sometimes wonder whether when Job was sitting at that table with his restored friends and family, with his cattle, with his wealth, with his home, I wonder whether, although Job would never want to go back through it, although he would never imagine saying, oh yeah, do you know what, I'll take another trip in the pit. I do wonder whether he looked at the blessings God had given him and felt gratitude for the work and faithfulness of God during his time in the pit. And it is important that I mention that whilst the story of Job and the double blessings he receives are encouraging, for some, their blessings do not occur on this side of heaven. We are living in a broken world. We are living in a hard world. But we have the promise of a new world, a restored world. And it might only be then that we receive God's blessing. And we can live in hope and we can live in expectation for that new world where everything is made good. Ultimately, Jesus wants to show us the love that he has for us, and he can do so dutifully in the pit. Joel chapter 2, verse 25 says, I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. The Lord sees, the Lord hears, the Lord knows. And even when we doubt that his love truly is holding us close, he will guide us through the darkness and into the supreme light and joy of the Lord. So my final encouragement is this. Wherever you find yourself in the pit, maybe it's once in this lifetime, maybe it's regularly, maybe for seasons at a time, remember that Jesus is right there with you, cheering you on. Jesus is thriving because he is going to do a good work, turning ashes into the beauty. And all we have to do is hold on to him, hold on to him with determination and proclamation There will be times when that is challenging, times when we don't want to, but there's a song by Maverick City, I love them, ask my housemates, it's always blasting from my room early in the morning, and there's a song called Ruins, and the lyrics say, I won't let my praises stop, I'll sing it from these rubbled rocks, I know you are good and you are able. It is declaring who Jesus is in the pit that he can be our lifeline. It is proclaiming Jesus' promises and faithfulness that we can hold on with determination to the truth. That we are children of God, from the all-living God, the all-powerful God. And if we let him, he will come running after us and he will never stop. Amen. thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast for more talks or information visit stgs.org.uk